You're listening to the Liverpool Comedy Quota, the only EU-ratified comedy podcast in the city with me, your host, Jay Burnley. The Liverpool Comedy Quota, we couldn't help seeing Boris Johnson stood by Big Ben during the 40 chimes to herald in the Olympic Games and thinking, that'll end. In this week's specially extended show, the quota brings you 40% Steve Gribbin. 40 it's all, all down to his vagina, she popped out so doesn't it? 40% Martin Moore. A long ginger beard. And 20% Derry Hunter. Liverpool women. Providing you with 100% of Edinburgh goodness. First up, Steve Gribbin. Okay. Uh, so, joining on me on the line, uh, glad to have him back on the show, it's uh, Steve Gribbin, thanks for coming on. Um, getting you on to talk about your Edinburgh show. Uh, I should say, hail, hail the, our leader. Um, yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, tell, tell us a bit about the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, basically, um, the idea came about because of the Scottish uh, referendum, you know, having a mm. referendum on whether they should go independent. And uh, I decided to, to unilaterally declare my independence from the UK and form a new country called Gribbistania. <laughs> and that is the title of the show, isn't it? It's, it's v- called Viva Gribbistania, yes. Um, and uh, the publicity shots for me in the show of me dressed as Napoleon. Yeah. <laughs> I did quite enjoy those. There's one of you in a bath as well, isn't there, dressed as that? There is one in the... I don't know what the hell that means, you know. But, uh, we just got a bit giddy. Uh, decided to put me in a bath. <laughs> So, so is this based on sort of with the, obviously what's been going on in the country? Then is is, is it? Do you, do you think it's uh, some of it's come from you being a, a scouser by heart? Um, yeah, because well, I've set the countries in um, the countries actually in Spike Island. All right. Uh, in, in the show, I've bought Spike Island and uh, <laughs> I've annexed it, and uh, it said um, one of the jokes in it is that you know this, because uh, it, you probably know this Spike Island's got loads of. Um, petrochemicals buried in the earth mm. underneath it and said, um, you know, it potentially could be a, a terrible uh, ecological disaster, which is why we're one of the main sponsors of this year's Olympics. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it just plays around with all the symbolism of um, what makes a country from uh, uh, the flag, you know, um, national anthem, currency, um, and it's just, it, it is topical in the sense that it mentions loads of things like the Olympics and um, you know what, what's been going on in Syria and stuff like that. You know, that's my normal stuff anyway, but uh, yeah. I've sort of put it into a little bit of a framework, you know, and, uh, and everyone has to swear an oath of allegiance to Gribbistania at the end. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you hoping to actually have a breakaway country at the end of it? And, and, no, and, not uh, <laughs> No, not really. No, <laughs> <laughs> so that'd be a disaster. I think I, I think I'd be a very bad uh, dictator. Uh, there's also a. I've got a puppet in it. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a break uh, from the norm. The Golden, Pablo the Golden Labrador, who um, <laughs> uh, stages a military coup halfway through the show. And, uh, I won't say any more than that. I'll just spoil it for everybody. I was going to say, in this, in these, in these days, is it good to actually have your own country? Because um, there's a lot of people getting assassinated, and um, <laughs> unfortunately not over here. But um... <laughs> exactly. No, I've got. To, I'm, I'm, I'm protected by G4S. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one will get me now. Will they? <laughs> So a lot, of, a lot of your stuff is political. Is it? Do you just get more and more angry each day as things come out? No, I try not to. Uh, it's not good for your blood pressure. But um, I try and subliminate all the stuff into, you know, into my comedy really, because mm. um, otherwise you just go mad, you know, with the stuff that's going on and uh, the cuts and the way that the government's 
conducting itself. Yeah. I just uh, my, my answer is um, you know to take the piss really. And <laughs> hey, there's a there's a there's a bit in the show about um, uh, that um, Osama bin Laden wanted to rebrand Al Qaeda mm. um, to get down with the kids. So I've got um, like a, a fundamentalist hip hop song <laughs> in the uh, show. <laughs> I can't give I, I won't give anything away, but um, yeah, it's one of the most popular things I've done in the show. So, so uh, very uh, happy for you're doing quite a lot of songs. Is it, can you give us any of the titles of the songs in there? Or yeah, um, I've got um, a song about the English Scottish divorce. Um, it's, it's done like a country and western song, and it's called uh, "When You Walk Out the Door, Can You Take Your Beep Shortbread with You." <laughs> <laughs> um, that's going to be a good one in Edinburgh. Uh, oh yeah, but the, the funny thing is that you know, it, 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 Edinburgh just be full of. It's not really full of Scottish. Yeah, it's to the tourists. <laughs> it's tourists. Um, I've got one about um, the NHS uh, cuts uh, called um, "Stuck Inside the Hospital" with the Andrew Ransley top-down reorganisation reorganisation best provider NHS Health Service Blues. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll tell you, that's a mouthful of a title. Yeah. <laughs> I've also got a national anthem, which I've done in the style of James Brown. Oh, get in. Because <laughs> that, that's who you want to have doing your national anthem, if you could. Well, that's the thing is, I, 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 for, for the purpose of this show, I've, I've done lots of research into national anthems, and uh, a lot of them are so boring. And, um, mm. you know, they're, they're, they're set to marching pace, aren't they? And also, they're all they're all aggressive. You know, m- most national anthems are, you know, uh, we are, we love peace, but if you touch me, I'll kill you. <laughs> you know, um, and so my one is called, uh, my country is better than yours. Because <laughs> <laughs> ours uh, is. And that's, that's, that's the thing, is that Britain is better well, than everybody. Yeah, exactly. And I've got, the, I've got the, uh, a good sing-along bit where I get the um, the audience to sing along. I can't really, without giving away the yeah. punchline, I can't really tell you. Well, well that's, that's what we're here for. We're here to entice people into the show. Uh, you're, you're up at the, st- yeah. the stand, aren't you? Um, I'm at the stand four, yeah, from ten past eight till um, ten past nine every night, except the thirteenth. Oh, right. Is that just a day off? That's my day off, yeah. Is that, that's when you, is that when the coup happens? That is when the coup happens, yeah. <laughs> they, little do they know, I was going to walk, walk into Alex Salmon's office and go, this is your lucky day. <laughs> with, with my puppet, my dog. <laughs> but it, it's a lovely venue, the stand, isn't it? It's, it's like, it's, um, I was speaking to um, uh, Martin Moore, uh, yeah. On on the show, and uh, they've got the other, they've got the main ones, but they, the um, the venues that they put on during Edinburgh are fantastic. They're lovely. Yeah, um, I, I just think that it's a, just a nice atmosphere in the stand as well. Mm. It's um, and they treat you nicely, and um, you know they really care about comedy. Yeah. If, it, if you're playing in the stand, it feels like you're doing a place that um, you know puts comedy number one, not food. <coughs> yeah. Not dancing, you know. Yeah. I'm not mentioning any names, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's they are comedy lovers, and that's great for the, for the comedians, you know, for our from our point of view, anyway, you know. Yeah, uh, one of the things I've been asking comedians is, um, so uh, it's a nomadic life sometimes in traveling around. This, um, so, what was the um, where's your favorite place you've been so far this year, in terms of like just hanging around, not actually doing the comedy, but the, in terms of. Ooh. Blimey, that's it. Mm. Um, <laughs> or, or where were you last night? <laughs> what, what could you see last night? Well, I was in Lee on Sea, which is in Essex last night. All oh, right. Um, which is like a little sort of um, usually eating hippie enclave in uh, the wilds of Essex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like a bit like Hedton Bridge if you've ever been there. No. 
No. Nope. <laughs> like in Yorkshire, and it's um, you'd be surprised. It's, you know, it's like uh, 1967. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's uh, it's it's they were a really good audience actually. Um, mm. But uh, they're surrounded by you know Tory voters. But ah, they're, right. they're not. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> You put me on the spot there, thinking of all the places I've been. I've been to loads of places this year. It's, it's just one of those things where it's, it's, uh, do you enjoy that kind of lifestyle where it's, it is quite nomadic and you're in hotel rooms and you. Yes and no. I mean, um, the, the travelling bit can get you down because I travel everywhere by train, you know. Yeah. And, um, that aspect of it, and uh, when, when you're stuck in a sh- siding and just outside York <laughs> for about five hours, that can be a bit depressing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was once stuck on Bridlington Station for about two hours in the depths oh. of winter, you know, and I just froze my bollocks off and thought, oh. <laughs> Not this for a game or so. <laughs> I just got upstairs to look in my diary actually to see where I've been this year. Somewhere. Um, I'm going to um, China. What? In the new year. Uh, not in the new year, in November, sorry. Is, is that for comedy or is that for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, is it like expats or is it actually you're going to translate into um, Mandarin? No, I think it's expats, but um, also, you know, Chinese people that speak good English, because a lot of them do. Yeah. Know, but, um, um, I'll tell you, I've. I've uh, where did, I, where did I go to this year? I had a lovely time in uh, Harrogate. Oh, yeah. nice, I've, I've, I've been there in the last week. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah. it's really nice, actually, up there. You go to the Betty's Tea Rooms. <laughs> 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 you can't miss it, can you? <laughs> it sort of dominates the whole town. Um, yeah, I loved it. It was great. I've, I've been I've been there a few times this year because there's, there's a brand new club there called The Living Room. Oh. Um, and it's, uh, that's very, you know, um, a lovely comedy club club in the in the back room of a hotel and mm. just a really nice atmosphere very very nice. do, do you feel as a comedian you've got um, a, a finger a better finger on the pulse than than some politicians may have actually speaking to a lot of people all around the country well i wish i did um, <laughs> i don't know whether i do or not no i mean but it's it's interesting comedians can often yeah it's funny you can gauge how people are feeling from the reaction to some of the stuff mm. yeah um has it all been well received at, at the moment no yeah, mostly. Although I do, I've got a whole bit in the show just slagging the Diamond Jubilee. <laughs> that's, that's that's the opening bit, um, and sometimes that's not been well received at all. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Somebody has to speak up for yeah. the for the voiceless. I just said it was like living in North Korea for five days, except, <laughs> except with added sycophancy. And North Korea didn't have to put up with Lenny Henry. <laughs> Bizarre. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, well, I mean, where do you start with the Queen? It's um, it's that it's that whole thing, you know. I mean, I, I've I've said this on Facebook before, but you know, what's the point of teaching your kids to work hard and try and do as best as they can if, if you know if the richest one of the richest women in the world, or well, it's all all down to whose vagina she popped out of, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. You know, I mean, that's the apex of our social system. Is that. It's hereditary. It's it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. Mm. You know. But it will all change when you have your own island and we. Uh, how, do, how do we join up? Um. <laughs> ah, you have to swear the oath of allegiance. You have to also test, take the Gribbistonian test. Ah, that's like the it's like the British test. <laughs> you have to answer five quick feet five. Oh, I've up here. Five key <laughs> questions, right? Mm. Uh, who the f- are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> Who died and made you king? What am I like? You're joking, aren't you? And who's round is it? <laughs> <laughs> there are five questions that you have to answer. <laughs> um, and I've got a 
about the national dance of Gribbostania, I can tell you that it's Morrissey dancing. <laughs> <laughs> you have a love of Morrissey, don't you? I've, yeah, I've I seen do. You. And we're all going to wear a smock and do the do, um, do the dance and then go. The crops have failed again because they always fail, <laughs> and they'll fail next year because that is my life. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, then you, the national flower should be a daffodil, but Wales have already taken that. Yeah, I, I haven't, I haven't got, given much thought to the national flower. Mm. Yeah, there's loads of. I mean, I didn't. I ran out of time basically. I mean, I was, I was going to do the poet laureates. That was going to be Pamers. Oh. Um, I was going oh. to do um, national dress, but I didn't really get round to that. Although the national dress is, I, I can't give anything away. It's, it's revealed in the um, James Browns. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it's 1970s pimp. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I should be some part of the uh, the cabinet for this for, for here. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm, I mean, Dan especially. 20, 25 inch flares and uh, you know the collars that go right uh, right to your shoulder blade. <laughs> I always thought I was born too late. I was born in the late seventies. I should have been born in the late sixties, so I could at least have seen some of the seventies pimpage that went on. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't born too late. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it sounds really good. So if if anybody wants to come and see you. Um, that they can go online and um, they're looking for the title the of the show. Is... Uh, the, t- the title of the show is Viva Gribostania. And it's on at the uh, stand. It's on the stand four and uh, it's on from the 2nd of August to the 26th. Oh, 25th, yeah. 26th, actually. Sorry, the 26th. Oh, right. Um, except the 13th, of course. Yeah. Uh, from 8 at eight ten till 9 10. Fantastic. Steve, thanks for coming on the show again. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Uh, Steve Gribbin there. With uh, he'll be in Edinburgh with Viva Viva Gribben, Gribbistania at the stand for uh, from uh, ten past eight every night. Uh, next up, it's Martin Moore. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're uh, glad to have on the show on the comedy quota, uh, Martin Moore. Thanks for having uh, coming on. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Um, we got you on to talk about um, your uh, your show for Edinburgh this year. Uh, where, where are you currently? Where you're a nomadic tribe of comedians. Uh, so where, where where are you at the moment? Well, actually, I'm I'm up at the Stand uh, Comedy Club in Edinburgh, which oh, right. is where I, where I will be doing my show. But I'm I'm just up here on a, on one of my regular um, jobs that I come and do. Yeah, so I'm up there doing that this weekend, and uh, it's really good fun so far. Uh, so what's the what's the name of the show that you're doing for Edinburgh this year? It's, uh, the, show that the show that I've got this year is called A Man You Don't Meet Every Day. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I've been um, I've been working the stuff up slowly, slowly, writing the material and trying out at the club gigs. And then I did last week. I had a few preview gigs, um, and I'm really excited about the show. So yeah, looking forward to it. And I'm guessing this is this based on your life because you, you've had a, a quite a varied um, lifestyle, should we say, uh, in terms of um, you, you were originally a circus performer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I was a circus performer for years before I did stand up, and um, yeah, the show's the show's more le- more based about um, sort of ideas of of how people see you. Mm. Um, and, and, and sort of ideas of identity. It mainly came from last year I got reviewed and um, at the Edinburgh Festival. One, one of my reviews was a very nice review. It said, um, absolutely hilarious and utterly lovable. And that's a really nice review. <laughs> one of my other reviews said, this guy's like a rapist Father Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought, how could... It was the same show that they reviewed. And I thought, such polarised views. I thought, well... They obviously see it completely differently. So what I've been looking at is ideas of how people see you. So I've, I've got um, 
I've got different things going on. Like I've had some some people do portraits of me, which are going to be part of the show. Yeah. It's got a bit where um, a friend of mine who's a school teacher showed her class of uh, six and seven year olds a photograph of me, and they had to write short stories about <laughs> who this character was, and they just came out brilliantly. The children have got such great imaginations. Um, yeah, and it's basically about that is you know how. Yeah. to see ourselves as others see us. Is, is, that, is that hard to take from children? Because I, I, I gather that kids are sort of like the worst echoes because they are quite honest. Oh, do you know what? Yeah, <laughs> they, they just, um, there's no messing with them. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very thick-skinned, so I'm, I find it hilarious. But when I read some of the comments out from the children, I read some of the stories out to the audience, <laughs> and people are really laughing because some of it is so rude, <laughs> the, the, the way they've described me. But, but brilliant. I, yeah, I really like it. So, so for the for the for the listeners at home, um, could you describe yourself? How would you describe yourself? Well, I'm um, I've got a very long beard. I've got a very yeah. long what, what once was a a long ginger beard, but now it's getting greyer. I'm getting I'm, it's, it's almost um, two tones now, grey and grey and red. Mm. And now I'm quite a big guy. I've got a lot of tattoos. Um, so generally, people seem to think that I look like a biker. <laughs> uh, but I'm not. I'm not a biker at all. I ride a, I, I ride a bicycle, uh, <laughs> but, um, which is quite funny. If I if I pull up at traffic lights and um, a driver looks across at me because of the, the shape of the car, they they think that I'm on a motorbike. <laughs> and then when the lights change and I tootle off on my push bike, bring <laughs> <laughs> bring. <laughs> so uh, I I first I've not seen you live yet, but uh, I remember seeing a poster of you myself uh, when I first went to uni about in '95, I think it was, and uh, I think then your poster had a picture of you with a knife on there, and that that sort of scared me. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's and I've I've seen some stuff on YouTube uh, and when you're doing festivals and stuff like that, it is quite um, normally a, a visual kind of interactive kind of thing. I remember seeing you with an axe, I think, and, and a crowd member. Is it is yeah, it going to be that kind of stuff in the in the show this year or? Yeah, no. What what I do is in the in the comedy clubs and for the Edinburgh Festival, I do it's it's stand up and storytelling. Mm. And then when I do the festivals, I still do some bits of my old circus stuff. Like I've got I've got a festival that I'm doing tomorrow in Redcar, yeah. and for that I'll do some knife. I've got a knife throwing act, but I do it. My one's slightly different in that I do it with machetes rather than throwing <laughs> knives. And um, I tend to do the visual stuff. You know, you can imagine at the festivals you've got you've got crowds of like five thousand people. Yeah. Um, the visual stuff really works nicely for those. Mm. Um, but it's all done. Oh, everything I do is always um, the sort of backbone of it is always that it's comedy. I, yeah. You know, um, when, when I was a circus act, I did do like some straight straight skills based. Um, routines, mm. but my main interest has always been to try and make it funny, and yeah. Did, did you know the circus performance stuff? Is that is that um, sort of lent itself to the, the the being a comedian basically and travelling around oh, the nomadic absolutely. sort of version of it? Yeah, well, for, well, basically, the, you know, people always say about um, uh, people always say that stand up must be a really hard job, mm. and um, and you know, do you, do you get nervous? And I just go no because. I spent the first half of my working life riding eight-foot unicycles and juggling fire. <laughs> Doing stand-ups, nothing compared to that. No nervousness. But um, my early training, when I, I, I did um, traditional clown training yeah. with a guy called uh, Philip Gaulier, mm. and he's now come to real prom, like he was really famous in those days in circus uh, circles. Yeah. But he's, um, he's the guy that's, that uh, Sasha Baron Cohen trained with you know, that's oh, gone on to be Borat. And, yeah. Um, 
and I would say the stuff that he taught me, I I use every show. You know, it's still that's that's about oh, it's about 25, 26 years ago that I trained with him. Is that more and, about presence and and how you hold yeah, yourself and all oh, right? And, and and also just to know how to use the space and to be a performer. A lot of a lot of stand-ups, all they've ever done is that you know is twenty minutes on small stages. Yeah. And um, so it's really good to have been used to playing bigger you know, bigger stages and, and to bigger audiences yeah. really lends itself well to stand up. Oh, fantastic. Uh, and um, you've also, um, talking about people you've supported and support you, um, you, you d- did a, a little tour with, uh, I think you only did one gig, but with um, wrestler Mick Foley as well. Yeah, that was right, yeah. I, I'm, I'd like to do some more with Mick because I'm a fan of, um, I, I don't really follow too much of the really modern wrestling, yeah. but Mick, Mick was one of the wrestlers that I really liked because mm. um, of the theatrics of it, and because of the, um, you know, it's, it's wrestling's pretty much like circus if you, you know, when you look at it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was really lucky that I got the chance to do support for him over in um, in Memorial Hall in Sheffield. Mm. And he's such a nice guy. And then sort of through some contacts, mutual friends, um, I've got him hooked up with the Edinburgh Festival, so he's coming over. Yeah, is he, he's, he's in, the, in one of the rooms, isn't he? The assembly. The assembly rooms. Yeah. yeah he's going to do assembly, which is the same people, which is the. It's run by the people that run the, the venue I'm at, the Stand Comedy Club. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to see Mick there, and then I'm hoping if he comes to do a bigger tour next year, I'd, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd happily do support for him again. It was um, he was really great, and also that audience are fantastic. You know, really good. Yeah. Really good audience. The wrestling fans I, really up for it. I managed. I managed to see him in Nottingham. Uh, I went. Uh, I was uh, Sam Avery's chauffeur for the day, uh, and uh, managed to managed to meet them all. And it was it was brilliant to watch a sort of a wrestling crowd that was that had sort of come to see him obviously because he was a wrestler but also getting into the comedy of it all and sort of yeah. the theatrics it was it is, he is a, like you say he is a lovely man with a lot of stories did you compare oh. stories and stuff like that or? yeah we were sitting chatting and I think a lot of it's quite similar to um, like you know he's he's got a lot of injuries mm. and the same, the same as myself from the, you know from when I did the circus so you, you can't you just can't do that even if you're really good at it, you can't do that physical sort of stuff as your job yeah. and not and not get hurt. Mm. So both of us were sitting there comparing injuries and uh, you know war stories. Just <laughs> <laughs> showing the scars off. Yeah. Uh, in, in terms of uh, in terms of the show as well and, and comedy in general, um, uh, you've you've supported uh, people like Mick Foley. You've also had you had Frankie Boyle supporting you at one point. Yeah, I. I did support Frankie's, a, you know, been a friend of mine for a long time, and um, I did support for him on his first tour, and I'm doing a few dates on this tour yeah. that he's doing now. But um, when I got booked in to do my um, the, the Glasgow Festival this year, he saw that I was doing it. He rang me up and asked if he could be if he could be my support act. <laughs> and so that was really nice. It sort of um, it sets a good high bar. You have to, have to follow. <laughs> when you're following somebody who's probably one, you know, he's in the top five yeah. biggest acts in the UK. It's um, yeah, it, it sets the bar very high, and I, <laughs> I like that. It's good. It and, raises um, your game. Yeah, really, it really does. And I, I think you can always tell with some, you know, with those big comedians, you can always tell with them how good an act they are by the standard of support act that they put on because. The acts that aren't very good mm. either have no support act, or no, not that they're not. It's not that they're not very good, but yeah. they often have no support act, or they have a very weak support act. Yeah. But the acts that are good always have really strong support acts, and it's exactly for that reason that because they're doing it night after night after night. So yeah. when Frankie and I toured, we did 120 dates. He 
he needs the support act to raise the bar and and you know keep pushing him on because otherwise you um you know you can't do it they're, they're at such a high level already and with him supporting you it makes you fantastic as well yeah, <laughs> you, you must be brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> yeah well, it's brilliant for me I, I really like that and it's also you know it's it sort of laid down quite a good marker for me in that people that didn't know who I was or hadn't seen the show go well how can this guy have such a good support act yeah and um yeah it worked out really well for me and uh, you know it's, it's good good about good press and yeah. everything now I'm always trying to um I'm always trying to find new audiences to come to the you know mainly to the, the Edinburgh festival and yeah. the club gigs uh, so it was great for that oh so hopefully we can get some people from Liverpool to come up I'm, I'm coming up and I'm, I'll come and see you um yeah, yeah. Well, so, so you're playing uh, oh so I was going to say as well uh, so apart from Frankie Ball who, if you could have any people that people haven't heard of on the circuit at the moment uh, supporting you who, who would you go for well, do you know what? You mean other other circuit acts? Yeah, yeah people that people might not have heard of. That who would you want to support oh, you if you were doing a tour? The acts at the minute that I that I really like because I know exactly what I would do if I if I um because I am I probably am doing a tour next year. Mm. And what I what I think I would do is I would have um instead of having one act for the whole tour, I'd have several acts yeah. split up over it. But one, the guy that I'd really love to get at the minute is a, a Scottish comedian called John Scott. Oh yeah, I think I've, I, I did some stuff in the start. I did the Red Raw. I think he, I think he headlined, might have headlined one of those. Yeah, I think it might be the Newcastle one. Yeah, he's a, he's really fantastic. So he's he's Scottish, but he lives in Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he's uh, he's the actor at the minute that I just think is really pushing on and mm. um, you know, creating really great new stuff. So he he would be somebody I would have on just because. I always think if you if you surround yourself by other creative people, mm. it can't help but rub off on you a little bit. And you know, you um, the, the thing I love about doing comedy is when we all get together and um, there's a group of comedians around a table and we're just having some banter. You just always it sparks off great new ideas, and everyone gets their notebooks out and starts <laughs> scribbling. And, <laughs> Slightly disconcerting when you're around comedians. Everybody just starts. I've just got to write this down on my phone. Or uh, yeah, that's what I like all the time. The, the thing I've got, I've got a dictaphone on on my phone, and I'm just constantly putting <laughs> ideas on there. And yeah. So, so for the people in Liverpool that want to come up to you, see your show in Edinburgh, when are you on? Where are you on? Uh, and tell, just tell us a little bit of blurb about the show. Just like you. Yeah. So it's it's on every day. It's an hour of um, original jokes and stories, and it, it's called A Man You Don't Meet Every Day. And it's in the Stand Comedy Club at ten past eight. Right. Okay. And that's and uh, that's uh, you. You can get a map and find out where that is. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, a- easy, it's easy to find. Stand Comedy Club. If anyone, if anyone doesn't know, it's actually the um, it's the permanent comedy club in um, in Edinburgh. Yeah. And they're they're definitely they've got a club in Edinburgh and they've got a club in Glasgow and a club in Newcastle. They're without doubt in the in the top ten comedy clubs in the world. They're the mm. the. Re- Every they they constantly set the standards for comedy clubs and uh, yeah they're just absolutely brilliant. So even if somebody if, if somebody's coming up from Liverpool and they um if they don't come and see me they mm. should definitely go and check something out at the stand because it's yeah absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us on the show, Martin. Oh, you're very welcome. Nice to talk to you. And best of luck for the show. Thanks a lot. Cheers, man. Thanks a lot. Martin Moore's A Man You Don't Meet Every Day will be at Stand 2, uh, also on at 10 past 8, every day during the Edinburgh Festival. And finally, uh, we've got a quick interview with Derry Hunter talking about Laughing Cows at Night uh, Bumper in Liverpool. Joining me on the Comedy Quota this week is Derry Hunter. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. 
Thanks for having me, Shay. Uh, we've got you in uh, because you're part of an organisation called Laughing Cows, and that's not no disrespect to yourself. But this is <laughs> that's what it is actually called. It is indeed. Uh, yeah. Can you tell, tell us a bit about that and how you got involved with it and then what it does? Well, Laughing Cows has actually been going since 1998. Uh, what happened was um, our founder Hazel O'Keefe was mm. in London, and um, comedy promoter threw down the gauntlet and said, "Right." women aren't funny you never get enough women on the bill because they're not funny and she said right we're going to start our own collective so that's what she did i got involved about five years ago uh people Mm. like sarah millican she was a resident compere for us in manchester was that where it started it started in london and then moved to manchester london manchester um it started off in london then manchester and then it's all over the place now we've got maureen younger now runs london and Birmingham. Mm. Um, she also runs Berlin because she's fluent German. <laughs> <laughs> Berlin? We're not to make any racist jokes about the Germans. But uh, and their sense of humour. She, she does struggle, I think, at times. <laughs> <laughs> From what she says on Facebook, there are a few things that they don't quite get. But they're very big on sausages, so it's all good. <laughs> I think we're all big on sausages. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> I love a good bratwurst. Sarah Millican, one of the, one of the uh, people who've been in that, and she's did she come over from the northeast and have to travel over and stuff? yeah, that, yeah, in the early days, like? yeah, yeah. She started out just doing like middle spots, fifteen minutes, and then gradually she was a headliner, um, and then she had a residency as a as a compare for a while. Because when you do comparing, as you know, Shay, mm, indeed, from your wonderful gig the other <laughs> night. <laughs> what you mean the flying the loaf? The uh, flying the, the loaf, the, yeah. The laughing the loaf. Yes, the laughing the loaf. Um, that that is how you build a your repertoire of jokes mm. um, and she's always been a great supporter of us um, we've done Edinburgh shows we've had um, we have brilliant all, all the main comedians the main female comedians have been a part of Laughing Cows so and it, still are so if anybody wants to is a female comedian just starting out what, how do they get involved with Laughing Cows right well that's um, that's something that I wanted to talk about because in Manchester we have nights which are called Laughing Calves. Ah, I see what you did because yes. it's like a young cow. So young cows. So um, we'll have up to about 12, 14 acts on and they're all new female acts and it's a great supportive environment. Mm. It's a lot less scary. If you imagine, you're going on the Frog and Bucket in Manchester, mm. which is a major comedy club. Yeah. The only other time you can get on there when you're new is a gong show. Mm. So what, what are the crowds like for that, for the, for the, the uh, oh, Laughing Calves? Is it all, all female or is it, you get a mix? And... We've got a complete mix. We've got loads of male followers. Um, that sounds just... dubious <laughs> <laughs> Supportive. Supporters. Supporters. Yeah. Um, but it's just a great supportive environment. to, And and also because it's on at the Frog and Bucket, mm. you're getting to go on to, on a mm. major comedy stage that you wouldn't get a chance to yeah. unless you've been going for a few years. And feel feel that kind of environment. It is a, a different environment doing totally. a, a sort of pub in Edinburgh or a pub exactly. in Liverpool to sort of like standing on a, a stage where all the yeah. luminaries may have yes. been yes. and left their mark. Yes. We should really clean that up. But it's a very supportive group. So um, hopefully... Um, we're doing this uh, laughing house here, and we're going to hopefully in the future have laughing calves. Laughing laughing calves in Liverpool. Because do you know what, Shay? Sorry what? to interrupt. You. And hit me as but well. <laughs> I have been. I sat there the other day and I racked my brains for female Liverpool comedians on the circuit. I I can't think of one. I can think of one. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I can oh. think of one. That we've had and on that the show. is our compare. Ah, who's, no, who is? our compare is Kate Tracy. Ah, right, okay. I was going to say Helen Keeler. 
No, Helen's from River de Water. Oh, she doesn't count. She's then. like a woolly back like you. <laughs> oh, we don't count, do no, we? No, we're plastic scousers. <laughs> I'm from over the water. No, but okay, Merseyside comedians. Yeah. Helen Keeler, Kate Tracy. And that's it. On the whole circuit. We, we, we run a group called um, Women in Comedy. This is all gigging female comedians. We've got about 400. Mm. We've got two people. I mean, I might be biased, but I think that Liverpool women are the funniest women in the country. I, 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 I mean, apart surprised. from the ones with the funny accents, like the <laughs> North East, they just sound funny, don't they? <laughs> Birmingham, they can just say anything and they sound funny. But actual for humour, quick-witted humour, mm. you cannot beat Liverpool women. Why aren't they on the scene? Because I'm afraid on the schedules in Liverpool, you hardly ever see female comedians. At the moment, the comedy scene, especially in Liverpool, I'm afraid, is they treat female comedians almost like a novelty act. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, we've got one on. We better have... Oh, couldn't have two in one night. It's like the days of oh, cabaret. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Why is there a woman talking? Shouldn't she, shouldn't she be dancing with feathers? <laughs> no, it's not that bad. I mean, there are a couple of... To be fair, Slaughterhouse has two comedians. Mm who are part of their stable, and they're on a lot. Tanya Lee. Tanya Lee Davis, oh, we've had her on as well, in. yeah. Um, and Barbara Nice. Barbara, I love oh, Barbara Nice. She reminds love, me of my mum. Oh, she's just everybody's. <laughs> I would love her to be, no, she'd be, I was probably only about one year older than me. I, I, helped, <laughs> I helped her crowd surf once. It was you, fantastic. Oh, you know, she does I a crowd did. surf, didn't oh, yeah, yeah. I felt a bit wrong touching up a woman from underneath. Oh, no, I'm sure <laughs> you had a good go at it. I mean, there's, there's two schools of thought, isn't there? People say that, you know, oh, I'm not supporting uh, Laughing Cows because it's just all female. You're just being as bad as um, the clubs that just have the male. Well, that's not the point. The point is that there's, mm. it's very hard for... Fe- the, the fact is... It's very hard for for women in comedy. I'm not I'm, I'm not making excuses. I'm not saying that um, you know that they should be booked all the time just because the women. You shouldn't have proportional representation. You shouldn't have always have one woman. It should be just the fact that they are funny. Mm. And the the problem is, if you don't get a chance to be seen, how is anybody going to know if you're funny? Yeah. So this is just. An, an environment for us to nurture women where they can feel safe almost and um, they're not going to be heckled by some really bad stag do or whatever. It's just an environment to bring women through yeah. to give them a, 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 a start. Because if you want to see an all-male comedy night, just go, go out, out any go, night yeah. of the week. <laughs> You're coming, aren't you, on yeah, the yeah. night? You'll be so, there. Oh, yeah, tell us about the night. It's, oh, this the is, night. Oh, it's going to be too good. Liverpool. Well, we've got a cracking venue. We've got Bumper, cool. second Saturday of every month. So to get tickets and, uh, and such for this, can you pay on the door? Do you get t- order yeah. tickets online? Yeah, you can get um, tickets online are a bit cheaper. Um, £5 uh, concessions, £7 in advance from our website, mm. which is www.laughingcowscomedy.co.uk cool. or you can find us on Facebook just type in Laughing Cows Liverpool um, on the night it's £6 concessions £8 on the door this is going to be a second Saturday uh, obviously uh, last Sunday of the month we're going to be in Manchester yep. we've also got new gigs that have started in Glossop Salford Chalton, so all up that neck of the woods at the moment. But this I'm is try and bring, this it, down is to bring it down here. But the the thing I want, I really want to happen is for women to come along 
and be inspired mm. and go, I could do that. So it's going to be an absolutely corking, brilliant night. I just want everyone to support it. Come along. You know, it will, I can only say, if you've got the attitude that you were saying about women aren't funny, mm. come along. Be, be proven, proven wrong. wrong. Yeah. Be proven wrong. Thanks know? a lot for it, Derry. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. So the next one of those is on August the 11th. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week, and we'll see you for the next one. <laughs>